Hello and welcome back to The Queer Protagonist. My name is Sam Cahoon, and I believe that by sharing your story, you can light someone's path a few steps forward. One of the most powerful parts of the LGBTQ community is our community, the friends and family we make along the way. I want this to feel a little bit like a phone call, like you're hearing from a friend. Today is a huge day. It's our very first interview to celebrate and acknowledge Trans Day of Visibility this Friday specifically, and today's guest is someone who made me feel like a friend from the very start. I'm so excited to have you here. So welcome to the queer protagonist, Bailey Dobbs. Howdy, Sam. It's great to be here. I need you to visit me here in New York ASAP again. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I'll be there there next Tuesday, so we'll get plenty of time together. Oh my gosh, perfect. We can co-work, we can grab cookies, bagels. Buy way too much coffee. Oh, that's the first thing we'll do. Yeah, without question. I want to give you and each guest a space to introduce themselves. So I'll just give you the time from here. Yeah, so my name's Bailey. As everyone knows, I grew up in Texas and I spent 22 years there. So a lot of my formative years were spent in the South, um, graduated from college there, ended up moving to Michigan very briefly, realized Midwest just wasn't really for me. And then I uh, bounced over to San Francisco where I've been almost uh, almost a year now. I love it. I definitely, definitely would call this my home right now. I can't imagine leaving. It's definitely the most queer space I've ever been in it. It feels really lovely to like walk around outside and always know that there's someone who looks just like me around. So there's nothing, nothing more comforting than that, I think, as a queer person. Um, my pronouns are they, them. I'm trans non-binary, and I'm, I'm super excited for Trans Day Visibility this Friday because it's my first, my first year out. So super excited. That's so exciting and so wonderful. I'm so excited to celebrate that with you. And I'm also just excited to get to know you better because uh, we've only hung out a few times um, because I just moved here to New York. I just met you recently. So I'm super excited to dive into these questions and get to know a little bit more of just what's on your heart and who you are. So I guess the first question is just to recently, and these questions are standard, trying I'm trying to keep them as standard as possible so there's four questions the first one is what's inspired you lately all right I I don't know if the word would be inspired but something that I've definitely been getting a lot of like magic and and euphoria euphoria from lately is embracing being cowboy I think being from the south something about you know this like American traditional cowboy being like this cis, white, rugged, like conservative man. And I don't know, coming from the South and and being super queer, it's kind of just like a big screw you to the South and like really express my queerness and and masculinity in a way, but like with playing with traditional American, like cowboy, uh, like gender stereotypes, I feel like. So I've been having a lot of fun with that. I think there's a wonderful duality of tenderness and grit that I love and am drawn to by like a traditional cowboy. And I feel those are like ideas and experiences that also go super hand in hand with the queer community. Um, so I think it's like really beautiful and I've been super inspired. My my birthday was actually this week and my birthday party is cowboy themed. So I'm really taking it to the next level and really embracing it. I think there should be a cowboy gay stereotype because I think cowboys are just inherently queer. Absolutely. I love that. Was there a moment for you that this started with the cowboy theme or, or really 
diving into loving that? I, I don't know. And it's funny because being from the South, most people who know me I would probably also agree that there's nothing Southern about me. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of been something that I definitely intentionally tried to also very much stay away from. So I've certainly never even really come around to embracing this. I think I went to a wedding in Austin um, where I went to college a couple months ago and went and bought like some cowboy boots just for like shits. And I, I don't know, I think the idea of it sounded really fun. And then I just kind of started like leaning into it some more and started saying howdy more. And I don't know. I think that there's so many beautiful things that can, that kind of, I don't know, align with being Southern and this cowboy stereotype that just because it's originated from the South doesn't mean that it's bad or evil or anything like that. And I think, I don't know. I think I just want to lean into it. That's amazing. I am fan number one for that. I I think it's so cool that you're reclaiming that in, in a way that is just so inclusive. And so I I love it. We need to do a cowboy themed photo shoot ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. I think that's that's the whole thing, right? Um something that right, you grew up and kind of being told and shown it wasn't like a space you could play with, right? Or something that you could be or encapsulate and like screw that like can do whatever we want and I don't know queerness is is just so beautiful and can be expressed in so many ways and absolutely well my second question for you today Bailey is kind of an intense one and well it could be light or or anything but what's a challenge that you've recently faced and it could be something that you're currently facing or faced in the past and and what did you learn from it or are currently learning from it? That's a great question. I was kind of talking about this this week whenever I was thinking about what I was grateful for this last year. But um, so I graduated college, like I said, and I, I went to Michigan. I was working for a company based out there. And while I was there, I'd say it was like last February, so almost a year ago, I got harassed in the bathroom. Um, I was using the women's bathroom. I wasn't out as trans yet, but I, you know, wore... I was very masculine presenting and nonetheless, no reason that anybody should be discriminated, but it was discriminated against nonetheless by a couple people at the office and shook up conversations with HR and kind of was like given a lot of pushback about it. And I had many people that I was working with at the time telling me that I was, you know, being dramatic and this is something that's just going to continue to happen to me. And me being, you know, eight, nine months out of college, I was sitting there and I was kind of believing them. I was like, man, maybe they're right. Like maybe this is gonna this is just what I asked for by by going into corporate business out of college as a queer person. Um, I sat there, let you know, plenty of people try and brainwash me and and uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks later it kind of just it just didn't sit right with me, right? And I ended up taking a chance on myself, applying to other jobs, thinking that maybe I would still get discriminated against, but maybe I'll be on a team that will support me better. Um so I ended up leaving, joined a new company. Fast forward a year later, um, I ended up coming out as trans at work, which I could definitely say that a year ago would have never imagined being in the cards for me. And further on, I have teammates who regularly use my pronouns and it's the most beautiful thing ever to like feel comfortable to bring my whole self to work and it not be some big deal. And if anything, I mean, I was super encouraged to do so by like a senior manager of mine. And I don't know, I think something about being able to be openly trans at work is to have accessibility to that is 
like really sweet. Um, and I just never thought that that would be possible for me. And so I'm like super excited, like super glad I can like not have to separate my worlds like that. But it was it was super hard. I didn't didn't think that I didn't have the confidence to do it. That's for sure. It took a lot of like push from people that I love and, and people that I uh, look up to at work. But uh, super glad. And I mean, I I can't imagine being on a better team. And it's really beautiful. I mean, that first story is so heartbreaking to me. And I'm just so floored by the courage that you have and, and the example that you're setting. And so thank you. Thank you for sharing that story. Thanks. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's really easy to just like believe people, right? And someone who is like so new to this world. And like, I think it was really unfair of people to to like try and change I guess my expectations of what life could look like for me. Um, and I didn't know any better. Right. Which was super, super, super unfair, very like unfair power dynamic. But yeah, I mean, I just think nobody should settle, you know, whether it's just like a boss who's always like telling you like small things like, Oh, you like can't do this. Right. Like, how can you not do this? Or I don't know. I think the most important thing is just to be on a team of people who support you. Like things are going to happen. Right. There will be people in the future who discriminate against me at work. And like, I'm aware that that will happen. But the most important thing, right, is that you've got people that you trust at work to stand up for you. And I think everybody should have access to that and, and chase that and not settle for anything less. I think the one thing that the last company had right was it certainly will happen again. Unfortunately, right, this is just the reality of, of being trans in like a world that, you know, hasn't quite come to terms with like, accepting that there are trans people out there and we're just regular people and we're everywhere. Um, but everybody should be on a team with with managers and directors and partners who will be in your corner and root for you and not, yeah, not put your identity second. I mean, yes, you're there to do a job and it's a corporation and you're a cog in the machine, um, but you should you should feel welcome to bring your old self to work and around people that, make you feel like you can and encourage you to do that. Yeah, absolutely. It makes a world of a difference when people recognize and acknowledge and, and celebrate and validate you as who you are. I feel like that just makes such a world of a difference. Okay, so my next question for you, Bailey, is what's a book, show, or artist that you're obsessed with, period? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one was, was actually, this one's actually pretty easy. I think my, a show that I'm obsessed with is called Feel Good. It's, I guess, a kind of autobiographical, uh, like, short series it's with a, a comedian named May, Mar May Martin, and I think they play a role and character in the show that's quite similar to like how their life has has played out and how they've explored like their gender gender identity and sexuality and and like just I guess life experiences in general. And I watched this show for the first time in college, watched it, and I, that's when I like really started to understand and get the words to kind of understand how I was feeling about my gender identity and like transness. Um, and I remember being so scared of that and I just forgot about the show and, and tried to like shove it way back in the back of my head and forget about it. And then recently I rewatched it maybe almost a year ago now, close to right when I came out and uh, watched it again and just like actually finally had the courage to like be more honest with myself about 
my gender identity and like really embrace it and like come out to to not just people socially but just to myself which I think was the most important thing because I kind of I mean I was like I was just refusing to to just like lean into it right and be myself right I'm scared and and there's so many questions right I mean I still have so many questions I'm figuring out more about who I am every day and I mean that's the beauty of life constantly like unbecoming a bunch of things that we thought we were or were conditioned to believe and and becoming more of ourselves and I, I've never felt more me and like free and I probably wouldn't have had the courage or like words to really like talk about how I feel and like if I didn't watch that show. So I love it. I'm obsessed with the comedian May. Um, I would definitely recommend anybody watch it, especially if you want to like get a good understanding of, of, I mean, what somebody's life looks like and how they navigate that. And That is so, so beautiful. And I love hearing you talk about, um, feeling so free and, and like you're you're finally yourself um or the most yourself you've ever been could you talk more to that like you talked about feeling scared to lean in is there any chance you could talk a little bit more to that yeah I think I think in high school well, I mean my whole life I certainly knew I wasn't a girl but I think I also at the same time knew I wasn't a man and so this kind of left me super conflicted and I, I had no idea what non-binary even meant or had the words to understand what that meant. I mean, until probably in college when I watched this show and really understood, oh, wow, that's like a lot of what I'm feeling. This makes sense. Um, but at the same time, I feel like oddly, it is a lot easier for people to understand if you are trans and um, like if I wanted, if I felt like a trans man, I feel like that would be easier for people to understand than feeling non-binary. I think just something to do with, right, like the binary and it's a lot easier for people to at least wrap their heads around it. If you're going from one to the other, whenever actually there's, there's another space and that's right where I fit. Um, and so I think for a long time, I kind of fought the binary. My, my goal was, was to be, oh, be whatever woman I I was and and just change the binary to fit to fit myself into it. And I think that was super unhealthy and like really emotionally exhausting. Um and just like finally accepting and being honest with myself and, and everyone I love that I'm just not a woman. I'm not a man. I'm not in either of the binaries, right? I'm I'm just non-binary and like that's okay. And it feels a lot better to not have to wake up each day and, and try and just force myself to fit in this box or change the box. I mean, that's not fun either. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Bailey. My last question for you today is what's close to your heart that you wish more people knew? I think something that's close to my heart is probably like my favorite maybe motif, if you will. I just really, I really believe that understanding each other is like the only, I'll say, I think it's the only way to love someone if you, if you understand them. And I think understanding someone at the same time makes it really hard to hate them. Um, it's the easiest way you can love someone. And I think it takes no effort besides just, it's just an act of love. It's like, hi, please show me who you are and I'm just here to listen and not say anything. And I don't know, I think it's the most beautiful and like simple and easy act of love you can do. And I feel like most of my life I was chronically misunderstood by people around me and also myself. 
Um, and I think I wish that I, I ran into more people sooner that wanted to understand me. And maybe I would have wanted to understand myself sooner too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Bailey. I can't wait to see you. And hopefully more people were able to just gain a friend from this episode. I know that you're such a wonderful friend to all those who are in your life. So thank you so much for sharing a little bit more of what's on your heart. And to everyone listening, thank you so much for listening. Remember to be kind to yourself and to others. Love you.